Welcome to the Be Free Podcast. I'm your host, Susie McWilliam, anxiety expert, author, and coach, creator of the incredible online space Be Free community. I'm a lover of all things self-development, spirituality, and well-being. And through this podcast, I hope to inspire, educate, and encourage you to embrace the 10 pillars of my Be Free lifestyle, supporting you in creating a vibrant life that you love, free from anxiety, stress, and low mood. Looking at things such as mindset and meditation, boundaries, nutrition, breath work, self-care, energy work, mindfulness, complementary medicine, alternative therapies, nature, and so much more. Each week, I'll share support on a variety of subjects, calling in guest experts along the way who share their own stories, their own struggles, and how they overcame them to truly create conversations that empower, ignite, and support you so that you too can live a life that feels aligned and joyful. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And if you're enjoying these conversations, I'd love if you can leave a review, subscribe, rate, and share the podcast. It would truly mean the world to me. I'd love your feedback on the conversations that we're creating. I can't wait to connect with you on this journey to being free. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Be Free podcast, or you may be watching this on YouTube. Um, Today I have um, a man. Ken, I'm just trying to think if you're the first man that I have interviewed on the podcast. Are you? Or maybe Stuart, my husband. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. Um, Yeah, so we've got Ken with us today. Ken has a huge range of modalities that he uses to support his clients. I actually met Ken, interestingly, through a miscarriage charity. Ken was doing some work with a miscarriage charity and I was doing some work with a miscarriage charity. um, And we both kind of connected um, via that. And then I've also been on Ken's podcast. So Ken is also a podcaster. So you can go and check out... um, check out his podcast I'll pop the the links in the show notes as well but yeah I really wanted to have this conversation with Ken because one it's not often to find men in this typical therapeutic healing role but two um Ken has also done some training with regards to um shamanism and I really wanted to bring that to the podcast and have a conversation about that and um, yeah, I find it also fascinating. So I'm very, very excited to get this conversation going. So good morning, Ken. How are you? Do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are? Thank you, uh, Susie. And yes, good morning to you and everybody else who is listening. Um, yeah, who am I? Well, that's a good question. Uh, my name is Ken Morton and uh, I class myself as a holistic therapist and a shamanic practitioner. So Originally, I was, uh, I was born and brought up in, uh, in Fife, and I now live in the northeast of Scotland, uh, and I have my business out of Peterhead. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been quite a journey for me um, uh, throughout my, my life, and I've had many, many different career um, changes. I started off in hospitality and 
was a hotel manager. And then I changed to the wonderful world of finance yeah. and credit control. And now I'm a holistic therapist. <laughs> wow, Julius, I've done credit control as well. Who knew? Yeah. High five. <laughs> yeah uh, don't know about high-fiving that role but yeah no. brilliant <laughs> amazing so um yeah I think like next week's podcast actually is all about change and identity so it's great that you've shared that kind of diverse um diverse roles that you've been in um and I love the way that you kind of combine this multitude of therapies now to support your clients in a beautiful holistic way but what took you from this world of finance and hospitality to becoming a healer uh very good question and it's one i could spend probably hours giving Mm -hmm. a proper explanation but i'll try and keep it brief so really i i what i believe was that the catalyst was death Uh, death of uh, myself and uh, also death of my parents that was a a main part of my life uh, where I had two parents pass away quite close together and that kind of changed a lot of things for me it changed the way I think and I began to question who I was uh, what's the nature of life Um, so many random questions that I never really paid much attention to so that started me on a journey and uh, I had this idea that I wanted to create a concept where uh, one could be fixed under one roof. Um, You might have a a relationship with a counsellor, you might have a relationship with a massage therapist, another relationship with somebody else. And I thought I I wanted to have one person, one relationship, uh, and and myself do everything. Um, So so that's what I set out to do. So I I learned uh, complementary therapies. Uh, first of all, I studied that uh, for uh, in Elgin, and uh, and then I went on to do counselling and then shamanic practitioner. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of managed all the, the the four aspects of what makes ourselves up, I believe, which is physical, mm-hmm. emotional, spiritual, and psychological. So mm-hmm. it's been quite a journey, uh, and it's only been seven years mm-hmm. <laughs> I've managed to do all that in. So yeah. uh, there's plenty more to come. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's like the beginning, isn't it? I was um, thinking about that today. I think I'm probably about seven years as, um, as well. It's quite interesting. And, mm. and you were saying there, you know, um, kind of random questions. They're not random questions, are they huge questions, you know, like, you know, the death of yourself and, you know, what am I here to do? Who am I? And, 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 and all of those things, I think they're big questions that people can really relate to when there's huge life change and honestly like it's, it's so interesting because um as I say next week's podcast literally is having this conversation we should have been on it together um <laughs> but you know it, it really um it, it's big things that happen in people's lives that often trigger um trigger these changes or you mentioned kind of the death of yourself and I noticed on your website um you'd said there this teacher helped me replace lost parts of me that I did not know were missing and put me back together. I felt fit enough to continue with life and realized that I had a gift that had been dormant for all my life. The gift I had was my intuition. And I wondered if you could just explain a little bit about what you meant by those 
lost parts of you um and then also why intuition is important uh, okay yeah that's a, a great question um i think um i'll start off in reverse mm. uh, so intuition i always knew i was different from other people i always had this ability just to kind of know and and just i, I don't know just this feeling that i just knew what was going to happen um, and people often used to say to me when I was younger, are you psychic? I was like, no, I'm not psychic. I just, I've got this ability just to know. Mm-hmm. I never quite understood it. I never quite related it to intuition. So life happens as it does and you go through life and working and family and that became more the priority for me. And the way, although this intuition was still there, it wasn't uh, driving me. It wasn't m- the most prominent aspect in my life. Mm-hmm. And of course, as I just explained in the last question about my, my parents passing away, um, but when you have traumatic events like that, you can either go, I feel, two ways. Um, you can descend or you can ascend. Yeah. And, um, and I found that I just had this ability to, just to work my way through that. It's very difficult. Um, but often when, when we lose soul parts, it's through uh, an element of trauma happens within our life. Uh, I often use the example of it if you're in a car crash and just before the moment of impact, your soul temporarily leaves your body mm. just as a protection mechanism. And then the impact happens. And then afterwards, the soul parts that uh, and your soul that had left your body often return to the body after the impact. And often they don't. And sometimes only part of them um, re- return. And that's usually a, a, an effect, uh, the effects of trauma. Yeah. So, because we can't see it, can we? So, um, so lost soul parts, but for me, when I went through that traumatic event of losing my parents, I felt that parts of me were, were lost, but that also enabled other parts of me to come to the fore, such as my intuition. And then as I got through the, the trauma and dealt with it in my own way, then things started to realign for me. And this is the new direction that I found myself going into the holistics and helping others. And, and that's where my, my passion really lies. Yeah, I think that's really fascinating. There's a lot of, a, there's a greater awareness now around trauma, isn't there? Would you say in kind of the effects of it, especially right now, I don't know if it's just because of the circles we're in or, and I, you know, I hope that other people out there are seeing that, that things that we maybe deem that have happened in the past that we might have dealt with, as you mentioned, actually, you know, there may be parts of you leave at that point or those parts of that trauma stored within you still that need to be processed. Um, I think trauma is a really um, fascinating, very misunderstood uh, thing, you know, to, yeah. to explore. Yeah. It's something that I'm working through right now, aspects of trauma like you know sometimes really small trauma and some big trauma yeah um, that's what i'm just going to add there is that every experiences trauma in a different way mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it can be as big as such as a car crash i mentioned there or moving house or uh, moving relationships or it can be as simple something as simple as somebody saying something hurtful to you yeah uh, and that can be a traumatic experience you know maybe an everyday conversation at work which escalates into maybe an argument or dis- disagreement then that can have a, a traumatic effect on you 
And regardless of how big or small it is, you still need to process the feelings that you experience throughout that traumatic event. And if those, from my view, is if those feelings aren't dealt with and they aren't processed, then they'll build up within the body and they can often manifest physically as, as pain, mm-hmm. which is why people a lot of experience so much physical pain and don't often understand why. Yeah. So it's having that link to maybe trauma is a possible link to physical pain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I 100% agree with that from my past um, of anxiety and depression and, and things like that previously, how that had kind of manifested itself in this physical um physical form and again um during this process of healing again however a decade later you know um looking looking at those aspects of how that has manifested mm. um and, and, and you know what we're not taught how to do this this adult stuff mm-hmm. are we because when we're at school that that isn't taught to us you know, it's not in the current curriculum so mm-hmm. so when you become an adult or when you start going through puberty and experiencing different feelings and emotions and not knowing really how to how to deal with them then that carries on into your adult life until you you do deal with them and you do resolve them and and when you do then as an adult you begin to realize how much of a hold that it may have had uh, within your life and having to suddenly release that can be such a you know a a pivotal moment in, in someone's life when they've held that for so long Mm-hmm. And releasing it as an adult, you feel so much better, lighter, and you're able to achieve a lot more just by releasing a bit of uh, emotions and feelings. And yeah, it's amazing just how much that has a hold on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I've just, um, I'm kind of really fascinated just now with beliefs and beliefs coding. I'm kind of looking into all these, <laughs> all these things right now. And um, yeah, these beliefs that we form about ourselves, about the world, about other people from such a young age, how they control and affect us into adulthood, as you say, events, beliefs, mm. all, it's, yeah, it's mind-blowing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but um, the other thing that's mind-blowing from this lovely man from Fife, uh, was it Fife you said? Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah is that you went on to study shamanism Mm. and you know that to me is you know looking it so I don't know it just it just blew my mind you know when you think about kind of shamanism and the indigenous cultures and those kind of things and then here you've gone from you know the roles that you had before to suddenly being taken down this path to discover shamanism and bringing that into our society our western culture those kind of things so do you want to tell me a bit about how you came into this journey of um shamanism yeah absolutely and uh it's one thing that i'm one thing about everything that i do is shamanism it's the most passionate uh, that i am about any of the modalities that i do um, it really, I felt it really was a calling for me. And uh, I know that kind of sounds a bit new agey, myst- mystical, but that's just kind of how it happened. So I'm not going to lie, as they say. Um, yeah, I, I was learning about um, energy and I'd done courses in Reiki and uh, I, I knew that energy played such a big part in, in our lives. And 
I began to realize uh, uh, that there's this word called shamanism or, or shamanism. And people say shamanism, shamanism, it's like tomato, tomato. Yeah. Um, so, so it means the same thing. And that was the first thing I, I thought, well, are they two different things? But no, that, that it's the same word, but it's, it means exactly the same. It's just the way that people, people say it. Um, so that was the first question that I had to answer. And then as I kind of got into researching a bit more about what it was, uh, I, f- I found myself falling down a rabbit hole. Yeah, I um, And then this whole world opened up in front of me. And it was like, wow, I didn't really realize this existed here. And there's so many different paths you can take. Um, so what is it? The big question. Well, it really, really means a seer, um, one who sees in the dark. Mm. Um, one who who sees um, things that others can't see, so that's kind of I think why it has that mystical appeal a lot to to people, mm. um, as well as the fact that it's it's been practiced by indigenous culture for so long throughout the whole world, not just one area of the world. Yeah. Um, so so when I began to unravel the pieces, I began to piece together my intuition that I had. And my intuition developed further. And then I began to realize that I could actually see energy as well as feel it. And I went on this journey and uh, I went to Peru and uh, I went to the the Amazon jungle, uh, into um, the indigenous tribe, the Shipibo. Uh, And they are uh, a group of people that live in the Amazon jungle and completely live uh, without any external influences mm-hmm. so that they get their medicine from the, the, the Amazon, they get their construction from the Amazon, they are, uh, the way that they live, their food, everything comes from the, from the trees and the plants. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it really blew my mind how they can be so self-sustainable yeah. like that and not require any outside assistance. So, and that really immersed me deeper. And then when I came back, I, I had this passion for, uh, for flowers and, uh, and and trees and how they can help us as humans. Um, so I went. I looked at the um, at the plant medicine a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and then that took me down the next part of the route, which was, well, why don't I just become a shamanic practitioner? Mm-hmm. Because I, I found myself getting so passionate about it. Yeah. And uh, so that's what I did. So I studied for two years, uh, and I got my, uh, my my qualification afterwards, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of what I'm doing now. I'm teaching. What I've known uh, throughout my studies and my previous lifetime, as a, as I would say, as uh, hospitality and credit control, all that has a, mm-hmm. has a, a, a great influence on, on how I deal with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm using that as well as my skills from complementary therapies, counselling, using my intuition and using all that into my shamanic uh, healings that I do. So mm-hmm. it's been a wonderful journey and it's still ongoing. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. And I think, yeah, you know, the shamanic approach is this holistic view and you've got all these incredible tools to support the person as a whole, um, which I think is so important because, you know, you mentioned kind of fragmentation earlier and, you know, yeah, we can treat the mind for one thing and we can treat the body for one thing and we can treat the you know, the emotional part for another, but unless you're pulling all that together, then it can become quite fragmented, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I often 
feel that you know when you know in in the shaman, shamanistic view of things you know shamans just see energy mm. they don't see labels like we have you know you've got a, a label for for ocd you've got a label for uh, ms you've got a label for this these are all medical uh, terminology that's just been attached to the feelings mm-hmm. um, and the symptoms that you're experiencing. From a, sh- from a shaman point of view, um, we see energy. So there's maybe a, a buildup of energy in the knee uh, and that's about clearing that energy or moving that energy about the body so mm-hmm. the body flows better. And, that, and that's all it is. It's, it's very simple. It's just energy. Everything's energy. We are energetic beings. Mm-hmm. And often in society, we're not looked at in that sort of way. We're, we're not, uh, we're, we're often told not to look into the energy side of things because that's just mumble jumble, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah. but in, if, if you can see energy, like I say, I can do, um, you know, you can move things about in the body and that can create such a change internally for someone that uh, you can't explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, in normal medical terms so that's kind of the reason why it's misbelieved because you can't prove it you know you can't scientifically prove it because energy is just energy mm-hmm. um, but many people have, have proved what energy is before in terms of uh, the physical body but also in terms of how energy can um, power the world um, not just you know through um, modern means mm-hmm. through electricity you know everything's energy and yeah. we react to energy. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. when you're going about your kind of day-to-day life, can you like turn your inner shaman on and off? Or, you know, like you see this sometimes with people who are psychic. Um, and I've had this before myself, where sometimes you kind of like you, you haven't kind of switched it off fully and stuff comes through for me or um so like when you're going about your day-to-day life do you have to be like totally connected to someone to tap into what's going on for them or can you pick up things as you're going through your day yeah i i, I kind of look at it as a, a sort of um connection which kind of can go off and on mm. uh, simple as that but also there's that middle ground as well there's like a half on and a half off mm-hmm. where I think it, for, for my daily life, that's where I am. I'm in the, I'm in the half bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's times when I can switch off completely, which yeah. is quite good because mm-hmm. you know, it can be a lot of uh, mental strain. Yeah. And then when it's needed, I'll, I'll switch it on. Mm-hmm. But I tend to reside within the middle bracket. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going about my daily business, if I'm, for example, doing a task, driving the car, then I'm looking ahead of me, obviously, <laughs> and I'm seeing what's coming and I'm using my intuition sometimes uh, and it'll warn me if there's something ahead mm. or something is about to happen. And it's just like that knowing, like I said, I don't know how, it's just there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I say I don't know how, I kind of know roughly it's having that connection mm-hmm. uh, facilitates that, um, that knowing. But, uh, but yeah, so it's a, a middle ground, I would say. Um, but it's good to have that ability to go between the three the, the three settings, I think. Because if you're on one, it would be quite a, a draining. If you're all in the other one, then you wouldn't be able to connect. And it's just mm-hmm. having that balance. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Cool. Um, I also love like the the world of shamanism and that connection to nature and listening to nature and working with nature and the cycles of nature. I feel very, very drawn. Um, I do work a lot with um, plants and flower essences and oils and food as medicine and all these kind of the, the energetics of those kind of things as well. So I absolutely love that. Um, you have two events coming up, which are introductions to shamanism for anybody who is looking to kind of look into, into that a bit more. Do you want to speak a little bit about them and then maybe give an example of how um, any listeners or watchers might bring some form of shamanic principles into their into their life because it, it's almost it's like a way of living isn't it it's like your reiki as well it's like a way of being or buddhism or it's yeah it's like a way yeah. of life isn't it it is and and that's the thing that, that I, I didn't fully realize but it was a nice integration that I had because I, I felt that everything was kind of lined for me mm. and it was just following that path and I felt that um, your mind develops the more you know and I think that's the, the, what it was for me um, the more I decided to know the more I decided to develop the way I was living my life and looking back to 20 years ago it's a complete change completely mm. opposite um, but yes I, ha I have got two events uh, 3rd of July or 7th of August or do you want me to mention the dates and things later no that's fine on you go yeah go right away <laughs> Shameless little plug there. No, um, no, definitely. Go for it. Tell people about it. Um, yeah, how really these practices uh, can help us in society right now. I mean, I would say it's kind of like a, uh, a stage process, like it was for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think the important thing to remember as well that, you know, we live in a five-sense reality. So um, if, if you can't taste it, smell it, see it, hear it, or feel it, then it doesn't exist. And a lot of people are kind of, they maybe have three of those senses that they're using to their full ability. Some may be less than that, mm -hmm. but to use the, the, the all five senses um, is, is to the, the most acute part um, is, the, is the first pro stage of the process. Because without that, then you can't really understand who you are and connect to yourself. So in other words, uh, it's, it's also connecting with yourself. And when I say that, it's, you know, for example, if you're walking in the street, you're using all your five senses. A lot of the time, they're just on autopilot. So you, you just carry on walking along the pavement, go to work. Uh, and although the, the, these, everything's happening around you, you're not fully taking it in. But to stop and just listen, first of all, to, to, to the sounds you're hearing, the birds, uh, it could be somebody closing a window, cars going by, uh, roadworks, just counting out how many things you can hear. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many different sounds out there, but we just take them for granted. And, mm -hmm. uh, and smells, you might walk past a, a bush or a tree. Uh, somebody might be walking past with uh, salt and vinegar on their chips. Mm -hmm. Oh, you smell the vinegar. It's smelling everything. So it's mm -hmm. being really present and just getting absorbed by the senses yeah. um, and seeing everything, just looking around, because we often just walk around with our eyes closed, don't we? Mm -hmm. <laughs> just yeah. And just seeing what's around and looking up. And I, I often find this quite fascinating, looking up. You know, if you're in a city, 
you, you never really look higher than your eye line. Yeah. So if you look up the, the wonders of architecture that you see and the beauty in buildings that you, you don't normally notice. Mm-hmm. So there's so much around us that we don't really notice. So the first stage is really getting to really get your senses on full point, first of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like I said, connecting with your body, connecting with yourself and, and going, going to every part of your body and really feeling what it, what it feels like in your knee. Mm-hmm. And so it's getting your consciousness down to your to certain areas of the body and just doing like a body scan. Mm-hmm. What parts are me, of me aren't working right? Why do I think they're not working right? And what am I doing that's causing the pain? Uh, mm. Is it something I'm eating? Is it something I'm doing exercise or whatever? So it's really just getting the five senses is the first stage and really developing them to such a high level that you're able to just understand a lot more and, and, I, and I think take in a lot more information. And by doing that, you're kind of training your brain to uh, open a lot more to receive. Uh, because when you're... Um, dealing a lot with the spirit within shamanism it's about connecting and the more you can uh, connect with yourself uh, the better it is because it's a much better flowing connection Mm. and it's not being limited just by these five senses yeah oh wow this is yeah (laughs) so cool so what dates did you say they were again this podcast is going out on the 30th so I believe the first one's quite soon after this so if you're listening to this and the date comes out and this interests you the link's there so what dates is it again Ken? So it's Sunday the 3rd of July and Sunday 7th of August. Awesome and these are taking place at? It's at the Cam Space Yurt which is near Ochnagat in Aberdeenshire. It's 10 till 4, and we've got uh, lunch included, um, a free shamanic gift, mm-hmm. and also a cosy fire ceremony. Wow, sounds amazing. And I have been there myself. It's such a stunning place, so lovely and perfect, um, perfect venue for, um, for being in nature and close to nature and, mm-hmm. and all of those things. Um, amazing. So you, I mean, you have all these incredible tools, but kind of day to day, what do you use to support your own mental, physical, emotional health? Uh, it's quite a simple one. Uh, walking, uh, walking is great because, um, well, you can go where you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I often like to go for a walk in in the woods or the forest, and and just sit there and and just. Like I said, use all my senses, listen to the birds and think, you know, are they are they singing? Are they uh, how are they communi- communicating to each other? I'm trying to understand things from a human perspective. Um, I love going for a walk in the forest. And also I find for me, it is not not one for everybody, but silence as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much noise pollution out there that um, when, when I'm you know in the city, it just it gets too suffocating for me. Yeah. And I like to move out and just uh, experience the silence and the, the calmness of the silence because that helps to really just change your mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a great, uh, a lot of people might have heard of Bruce Lipton, mm-hmm. who's uh, the author of many books, uh, one of which Biology of Belief. And he says that, you know, if there's any uh, way that you're, that you're struggling in life, if you can change the state of your mind, then your cells also change as well. 
So if you change your direction and go out to, out, for example, have a walk in the countryside, you know how that makes you feel. Mm-hmm. It, it feels good. So your cells react accordingly. So that promotes a healthy uh, body internally as well. So yeah, walking is great for me. That's what I do most. Mm-hmm. I love I love asking people that question because I think it can be quite inspiring for people that are listening or watching just to have a little think about like, well, yeah, I could walk. <laughs> I could go for a walk. Like, why did I not think about that? You know, and just use that time um, for that connection. And I think silence as well, as you mentioned, some people kind of struggle with that. And I think that's a practice. It takes practice. I see that a lot with meditation clients that that can be a real big, I've taught um, silent classes before whereby we're not allowed to talk for the moment. You know, you come in, you're not allowed to talk and uh, kind of do that. And people find it really uncomfortable to begin with. But then once you settle into that, it can be such a beautiful nurturing space to be in. Yeah. As I mentioned before, we all need to, process things that are going on in our head mm. and we can't process them in a, a noisy environment the only way to process them is in a, a quiet environment mm. and uh, we often don't get that in our lives in our busy lives where we're, you know, we've got kids to take to school and then pick them up and then we've got shopping to do housework husband and wife and you know we've got to go out this uh, calm down mm-hmm. <laughs> just have a moment just to think to yourself and just stop thinking if you can, I know it's very yeah. difficult because there's a lot of thoughts that uh, come into our heads, but it's mm-hmm. just to try and just give yourself five minutes just to sit and stop because uh, that's so important. And that just might just happen to give you a little bit of a reset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, so I ask everybody this question that comes on, but what is it that makes you feel free, Ken? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this. Uh, it's a great question as well. Great questions you've got, Susie. Challenging ones. Thanks. <laughs> I used um, to be a recruiter for a living as well, so I'm used to asking difficult questions. <laughs> good. So I'll receive well. Um, I would say for me to be free, it's uh, clearing the clutter, mm. uh, is what I would say. Um, not just from your brain, but your environment. Yeah. Um, you know, if you sit at home in your front room and you look out and you think, you might think, oh, what a mess this place is in. Mm-hmm. And that kind of is a reflection of you internally. Mm-hmm. So if, if the first thing, I, I always clear the clutter. So yeah. it's about adopting that minimalist attitude. Um, it may not have to be forever, but if, in order to help you in, in that moment in time, it's clearing stuff away. And even if it's, it's just into another room and shut the door, but sometimes when you sit in your front room and if you if it's quite untidy and messy, that then that's the way you're going to feel inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're not able to uh, really concentrate on things. The focus might go because your mind's always like stimulated. Yeah. So try and calm the mind, just clear the clutter. And that really helps me to be free, just to not see anything. Awesome. Yeah, that's so helpful. I um yeah, I love decluttering. I went through a decluttering process um like with with a professional declutterer. Um and uh I yeah, I think that's definitely something that gives me a lot of clarity as well. Just 
and space it feels more spacious doesn't it you know yeah it does and it allows um the ability i think for, for your your mind to expand more because there's not so much clutter to fill it with yeah um, and you're able to receive a lot more mm-hmm. um and it, it's i i as well personally for me it helps me to process things in my head better mm-hmm. because i'm not always distracted um yeah yeah I think the like you obviously are very into the energetics of things as well and the energy of having that clear space or shifting things about clearing energy not allowing stagnant energy um in spaces I'm fascinated by feng shui I like yeah Mm. love 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 it all shapes as well I have to mention shapes Mm. you know it shapes and angles you know if, if there's rounded um walls then things flow better Whereas if it's like a, an acute angle, 90 degrees angle, it can feel a bit sort of harsh. Yeah. yeah it's a personal thing. And the way that you look at um, shapes and angles and having been able to have uh, rounder tables, for example, mm-hmm. uh, or a rounder kitchen unit, um, they're not always made like that. But if you can try and minimize it to a certain degree, mm-hmm. uh, I think that all helps in the house, you know, immediately just because that's where you spend a lot of your time um, and being able to just help yourself in little ways like that can have such a, I think, a beneficial way, a beneficial uh, effect on you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, which brings me nicely on to as well, actually, my B3 community, because within there, we do actually have a decluttering masterclass that was taught to us um, a number of months ago by a lady called Rosie Barron from Tidy Coo. And she delivered an incredible masterclass for us, which you can access. You can access any of the old masterclasses within the community when you join. You don't just get that month. You get access to everything that's happened before. So there's a whole month's worth of, um, there's meditation, there's meditation classes, um, that masterclass and things all to do with simplifying your life and um, just making things as Ken said there, just flow a bit easier, you know, not feeling um, so so stuck. So if anybody wants to check that out, I'll pop the link to the community below and you can come come join me there. But if people want to connect with you further, Ken, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Well, the easiest way is to head to my website, which is kmtherapy.org.uk and you'll find all my links to my social media and whatnot there. So that's the easiest way. Perfect. Amazing. So I will pop Ken's links um, below and also um, how to contact him with regards to the introduction to shamanism um, day. You can you can go check those out. Is there anything else you would like to add, Ken, just before we jump off? I don't think so. I mean, we've covered quite a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> Loads of different little topics, and and these are just my brief answers. You know, I, I could spend a lot more time mm-hmm. on, on on each question, but I know we're limited for time. But uh, if people want to come along to one of my events, then have a lot more time with me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, reach out to Ken if anything we've touched on um, speaks to you. Go check out his website. You can book directly with him via the website as well. Um, if anything I've mentioned as well comes up, feel free to reach out to me, tag us, share us, all those good things. Um, or if you've got any friends that you think might be interested as well, then do do pass it on, share the love, share the wisdom. 
and uh, cool. So I will look forward to catching up with you soon, Ken. Mm, yeah, thank you for having me on. Very, uh, very kind of you. Not at all, not at all. And um, yeah, I look forward to our next conversation and see where, see where it may lead. Excellent. Thank you very much, Susie. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today. I hope this episode has supported and inspired you. And please feel free to subscribe or tag me as you listen at Be Free with Susie McWilliam. If you enjoy self-development, spirituality and building habits to support you, then why not come find out more about my Be Free community? I would love to welcome you there and it's exactly the place that you'd like to hang out. If you're looking for some accountability to build consistent practices, connect with others who are on the same path because, let's face it, it can feel lonely or just your friends and family don't get it, but you will find your soul sisters there. It's an incredible space filled with incredible support, live meditation classes, Reiki healing, yoga, journaling, goal setting, guest experts, meditations, boot club, like so many things. And of course, our exclusive community space filled with incredible ladies. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to reach out to me. As I mentioned, comment, like, share or tag me. And I can't wait for you to experience a life of peace, calm and freedom, my love. It's time to be free.